0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah what's up it's your boy (laughs) just kidding i'm back frank stample here on the fantasy football frenzy filling in for the closer chris ventra on a monday august 26th joined by the fantasy taz jim day and my bud my good buddy george Kurtz, jim what's going on man how's everything
2: Hey, Frank, uh, good to have you with us. And hey, it's everything is good, man. We're closer and closer each and every day to real football when we actually see the starting players play. So I'm looking forward to that. So every day is one day closer.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. We had the dress rehearsal this past weekend with all the preseason week three action going on. George Kurtz, how's everything going, man?
3: Everything's going good with me. Uh, I gotta admit, Saturday night was a little rough, man. Found out about that luck news about an hour after I drafted him.
1: Ooh, so you, uh, you went down a similar route as O.J. Simpson. I don't know if you guys saw the video on Twitter, but uh, was hilarious. it went viral right after Andrew Luck decided to retire. Unexpectedly retire from the NFL at age 29. The one, the, the one thing that, was, uh, that I was watching on the internet, of course, was uh, O.J. Simpson complaining to Andrew Luck about Really? You couldn't do this earlier? Before I drafted you? I just love how much O.J. Uh, OJ Simpson is now into fantasy football. It's it's one of the greater stories that I think has come out so far uh, this summer when it comes to uh, to fantasy football. But look, as you guys have mentioned, this is something that I think everybody is going to remember where they were when they found out. Andrew Luck is retiring from the game of football, from professional football, the NFL, at the age of 29 years old. And I don't think that that's hyperbole. I mean, this is somebody who legitimately still could have played in the NFL for 10 more years. I mean, we see guys like Tom Brady play well into his 40s He's only 29. He was set to turn 30, obviously, uh, in September here for Andrew Luck. Uh, but with everything that's gone on with him physically over the past couple of years, you know, all the hits that he's taken. Remember earlier on in his career, you know, he had one of the worst offensive lines in football. That this team has completely done a 180 in terms of protecting their quarterback. And you know, he wins uh, the Comeback Player of the Year last year under Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, this is really, really one of the crazier stories that we've seen in a long time. Jim, can you remember, you know, something this crazy happening in football? I mean, the only other thing that I could think of, I was too young personally for Barry Sanders, but it reminds me a lot of Calvin Johnson, who was seemingly still in his prime when he retired as well.
2: Yeah, I don't, to me, I don't remember anything happening like this, especially when you figure, you know, the news broke right while they were on the field live with everybody in the stadium at a home stadium. Um, So, you know, it, it definitely, there were a lot of people conjecturing that the team let it slip. Somebody was mad at him and let it, I can't see that happening. There's no way they wanted their fans in stadium to know this right then and there. Uh, This probably came through the league office and George and I talked about this yesterday on weekend fantasy update. I, I think, you know, more than likely, Schefter got it from somebody in the league office, and that's how it got out. But there's no way the team wanted that news to break while they were playing in their stadium with their fans there. And as we saw at the end of the game, they booed Luck off the field. Uh, which, hey, you know, stupid people, you can't be doing that. This is a guy that was on his way to, you know, a, a Hall of Fame career easily. And look, he's broken down. He's hurt. His body is beaten up. And he's just gone through enough. And he said it all for me. He said, I'm just not having fun anymore. And that's all you got to say. Look, it, it it's obvious he's made enough money to live comfortably, you know, for a while now. So you know, I'm sure he, he's got plenty of other things he could do. He's a very smart individual. So, I, I, you know, good good luck to him going forward. He gave us a lot of great years. This late in the preseason, though, definitely was a bomb being dropped.
1: Yeah, especially for the Indianapolis Colts and the rest of the NFL, specifically the AFC South. I mean, I would say that, you know, this division is now the Houston Texans to lose. Uh, but, you know, I know there are a lot of people who like the Jacksonville Jaguars this year as well. And I still think the Indianapolis Colts can be good. But obviously, when you lose a player of Andrew Luck's caliber, especially at the quarterback position, like, yes, Jacoby Brissett has worked under some of the best quarterbacks and best coaches while he's been in the NFL. But again, to be able to replicate the talent level of one like Andrew Luck, it, it's it's going to yeah, be wait, hard wait, for wait, the Indianapolis but, but wait, Colts Frank, to do. Let
2: me stop you. Let what do you, what you got? Me, right? Does he have to replicate that to be a good player in this league? No, no, no. Look, no, no. He could be Luck a good player. A Hall of Fame career. I mean. Look, Brissett, when he played in 2017, wasn't terrible, especially considering, you know, he was brought on late into the process and thrown right into the mix when he wasn't expecting to be the starter. So he was okay. Plus, the offensive line that year was terrible. Um, He was getting chased to death all around. I am really interested. I mean, we're all dropping all the Colts down our our ADP and depth charts and all of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you got Brissett now with a good offensive line. A new head coach in Frank Wright that, you know, if anybody's going to turn this kid around, it could very well be him. Scouts love this kid. So there's definitely a lot to like here. So I'm wondering, are we all just bailing too quickly on these Colts players? Um, There's a very good chance that I'm going to take advantage of the fact that they're falling and start grabbing these guys, you know, where they're just before where they're falling to now, just because I still think they represent good value.
1: And this is exactly why the Fantasy Taz is a professional broadcaster. That's a tease because, obviously, most of today's show is going to be dedicated to figuring out what to do with the T.Y. Hiltons and Marlon Max and the tight ends on the team and Jacoby Brissett in a super flex league. And we're obviously going to talk about all of that. I did a draft yesterday, so I'll let you guys know where I saw Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton go in that draft, respectively. Uh, George... What are you doing now that you drafted Andrew Luck on your team? Do you have a contingency plan in place? I would assume, being the savvy fantasy owner that you are, you probably have a pretty good backup quarterback. But, uh, yeah, I know you and Jim talked about this a lot over the weekend. It's, it's honestly, you know, as, as I've mentioned, it, it's one of the craziest NFL stories in my lifetime, probably of all time, George. Well,
3: unfortunately, Jim and I are old enough to remember uh, Barry Sanders retiring and Megatron retiring. Uh, it was a weird situation. Uh, now, I lucked out as far as the Andrew Luck thing. It's a super flex league. It was a league where I had a lot of extra draft picks. And so, although I drafted Luck with third round, so it was my keeper league, I had already drafted Deshaun Watson, and Winston was my keeper. So Luck was actually my third quarterback. You know, I was willing to take him because he, if he was going to sit out a couple of weeks, I didn't care. It was all right for me. I, I had Winston and uh, Watson, I'd have been okay. So I'll survive in that league. But it was a, it was a surreal experience. When I see it on my phone. I'm looking on my phone, I'm like what? It's a live draft, they're looking at me like, what's wrong? I'm like, Luck retired. They thought I was kidding. Yeah, I'm making a joke about my own team.
1: (laughs) Absolutely crazy stuff from over the weekend regarding Andrew Luck. We'll also get into the Lamar Miller injury as well. It's a Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. DailyRoto.com
2: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys,
4: if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
5: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor. Nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it.
0: The Morning Line. There's going to be a lot of people running to the window here, fading the Colts, but the bottom line is Jacoby Brissett is your man. I still think the Colts are going to be a really good team. They're going to be a tough out. They're great on defense. They've got all the pieces on offense. We have seen lesser quarterbacks do more with less than Jacoby Brissett. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on the TSY Sports Network and on your
1: popular podcast providers. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid Television Network. I am Frank Samphill, joined of course by the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, and George Kurtz here breaking down the unexpected retirement of Andrew Luck over the weekend and what it means for the rest of fantasy football. There are so many ripple effects because of this Uh, Because of this situation. I mean, everything uh, involving T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack and the tight ends. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts were one of the most fantasy-friendly teams this year. Uh, And potentially, they still could be. And that's what we're going to get in right now. Uh, We heard Jim talking about this a little bit earlier on. Look, when Jacoby Brissett was playing a couple of years ago, that was with one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in football. He was sacked the most in football that season, and now he's going to be playing behind one of the best offensive lines, a top-five offensive line with one of the best offensive minds in the game, coaching him up with Frank Reich. You know, he's learned behind Andrew Luck. He's learned behind Tom Brady, that being Jacoby Brissett. So we'll get into his value a little bit later on when it comes to Superflex, but I want to start with all the way at the top, the person who was... the player who was being drafted the highest among the Colts players in fantasy football, and that was... T.Y. Hilton. Last time we saw him play with Brissett, albeit a different situation, was in 2017. He finished as the wide receiver 27 overall in PPR leagues. What I thought what I what I found interesting when I looked into this actually, his yards per reception was actually higher that year. The only thing that he was missing was was the volume. Now, you look at this team, and yes, they can spread the ball around, but T.Y. Hilton is still the unquestioned wide receiver, one, the top target in this offense. So the fact that his efficiency was still there with Jacoby Brissett two years ago, without Frank Reich, without this offensive line,
2: well, and now... Uh, I, 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 uh, don't uh-oh. use that word efficiency so well. Uh, All right, what do you because, got? Because, look, yeah, he was actually the second most targeted player on the team that year. Uh, with 104 targets, but he only had fifty seven receptions. You know, that that's under sixty percent reception rate. Now I'm not putting that all on Hilton. A lot of that was Brissett on off throws, things like that. So I mean, he he was good. He had 966 yards, only the four touchdowns. But, you know, he needs to improve that reception rate with Brissett. So hopefully they've been working together. Um and and we'll talk about the guy who actually led the team in receptions in a little bit.
1: We will talk about that, but yes, when it comes to T.Y. Hilton, I guess efficiency might have been the wrong word to use because you're right, Jim, the 52% catch rate in 2017 is abysmal when it comes to wide receivers. And last year, T.Y. Hilton actually put together a career-high catch rate at 63%. I think a lot of that does have to do with, obviously, the talent level of an Andrew Luck, but again, having the scheme of a Frank Reich, having time behind that offensive line for you know T.Y. Hilton to get open down the field. So, George, I'll throw this to you first. How much are you devaluing T.Y. Hilton? Because I did a draft yesterday, as I mentioned, and I saw him go at 4.04. So that's still the early fourth round, whereas, you know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, he was going on like that 2-3 turn. Now I'm seeing him go in that early fourth round range. I still have him as my wide receiver, 18 overall. What says you, George Kurtz, when it comes to T.Y. Hilton's value with Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback?
3: Yeah, I think anybody who says he's not going to suffer any, uh, there's no problem with Hilton, you're lying. I mean, you go from, I like Percent. I think he's a very good backup. I think he'll be a decent starting quarterback with some upside. So I think he'll be okay. Uh, But Hilton takes a hit. You can't tell me he doesn't. In earlier drafts, before this news came out, I'd always been debating between Hilton, Cooper, Edelman, Thielen. It was always those four guys for me in that grouping there. Now there's, you know, uh, Hilton's not in that tier anymore. I think he goes to the top of the next tier. I don't care what round he goes in in drafts. Round four, I don't because I don't know what other running, uh, what other wide receivers were drafted. I care about who's he, who he's going after now. And yeah, you play the game. Would you take Hilton or Cooks now? Hilton or Diggs? Hilton or Woods? He's in that group of guys. You can put Galladay in there. You want to put Cup in there? Godwin. I have them all with these guys. And right now, I have him towards the top of that. But I'm, I think I'm going to keep dropping him because I'm, gonna, I'm going to start lose a little confidence over and over again. I don't know if I'm going to care too much about what happened two, three years ago between Brissett and Hilton. You know, things have changed. Brissett has taken all the snaps in practice. Remember, Luck was never there. You know, so it's been all Brissett there. He should have some level of comfort. He should have more experience. So I don't know if I'm going to worry about what happened two years ago and think, oh, my God, same thing's going to happen. I think Brissett oh, is a better quarterback ago, at this point. We're talking about point. two years ago. Yeah, and then, once again, doesn't matter. He has more experience since <laughs> then. That's like saying a rookie quarterback is going to be the same as a rookie as he was in his third year. He's not. He'll be better. Or he better be better if he's out of the NFL. So I don't care what he did two years ago. I really, really don't but that being said, Hilton takes a hit. I don't think there's any doubt he takes a hit. But I don't listen, he goes to being a, a bottom wide receiver one for me to being now a mid mid tier wide receiver two.
1: Yeah, and I would agree with that. I had I had T. Y. Hilton as my wide receiver eleven before all of this went down, just behind Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, and Antonio Brown. I mean, whether or not you wanted to have him behind Antonio Brown, that's a completely different discussion for another day. But now, as I mentioned, I've dropped him down into that next tier. I agree with you, George. Uh, It's that tier four for me, which is like those fourth-round wide receivers uh, down to my wide receiver 18. So, Jim Day, you were just talking this up in the first segment, how you want to take advantage of people who want to jump ship when it comes to these Colts players, and specifically T.Y. Hilton. So, you know, how much are you devaluing him, if any, at all? Uh, where are you targeting him now in drafts with Brissette as his quarterback?
2: Well, look, uh, I, you de- like George said, you have to devalue him a little bit. I, I mean, you're going from a future Hall of Famer quarterback to a guy who's been a backup. Uh, whether you think he's any you know any good or not is a different story. But he, you're definitely taking a downgraded quarterback. But the upside is that you know you you have a quarterback that the team likes that they have faith in that they've kept it as a backup just for this reason. And, you know, with Frank Reich there, he should be able to do something to at least, you know, push Brissett forward. The offensive line is better. So, yeah, you have to devalue them a little bit. Look, um, up until all this news happened, you know, at the uh, FFWC drafts, uh, the high stake drafts, you know, you were seeing Hilton go at the end of the second round, very beginning of the third round. Well, now all of a sudden he's dropping till the end of the fourth and in some cases into that fifth round. And, you know, to me, I'll take advantage of that. I'll jump on him in the fourth round easily, especially if I can get him early in the fourth. I'll still take that chance. He is still the number one receiver on a team that should play well this year. They may not put up the kind of numbers they did with luck, but they're still going to play well. The the offensive line is still good, so Brissett's going to have plenty more, you know, opportunity there without having to run for his life every single play. And I just like Frank Reich and what he brings to the table. I think he he is going to be enough that's going to push Brissett over the top. I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and draft Brissett. I'm just saying I don't think Hilton takes as huge a hit as people are thinking he will take.
1: Yeah, and based on that drop in ADP or at least draft spots, you know, I think it might be an overreaction right away because the news just came out Saturday. Uh, as I mentioned, I saw him go at 404 in a draft yesterday. But as you mentioned, look, if he starts falling into the late fourth, early fifth round range, I would be all over that as well. You know, I've seen uh, initially some people drop him down into like. The high 30s as a wide receiver ranking or the low 20s. I, I think that that's a little bit too far. As I mentioned, I move him down to my wide receiver 18. Uh, I believe we have Brian downstairs on the uh, on any cast. Can I get the split screen shot up here between Jim Day and George Kurtz? Because as George mentioned, we get into that game now where we say, all right, T.Y. Hilton or this guy. That's exactly what I want to do right now. So, uh, George, I'll throw this your way first. T.Y. Hilton or from your Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper.
3: You know what? Uh, Cooper hasn't played the entire preseason, right? We don't. Is it, is it a muscle injury, a tissue injury, plant the fasciitis? Plant the fasciitis, that's not going away all year if it is. You can play through it, but it could be a, a pain. Um, I don't, I'm not a big that guy. I, I'd, go, I'd still stick with T.Y. Hilton.
1: Jim, what about for you? Amari Cooper versus T.Y. Hilton.
2: I have Hilton still above Cooper as well. Like George said, Cooper has missed a lot of time here, and we just don't know if there's any end in sight to the, the injury.
1: Jim, I'll throw this one back your way. Julian Edelman versus T.Y. Hilton.
2: Ooh, I like that better, but I do like the comfort I get with Edelman. I think he'll just be more consistent on a week-to-week basis than, uh, than T.Y. will be with Brissett. so I would go with Edelman.
1: Yeah, also something else that happened while I was gone, of course, Josh Gordon, the return. So uh, obviously that's going to affect Julian Edelman as well. George, what about you, Edelman versus T.Y. Hilton?
3: Yeah, I was pretty much a coin flip when uh, Hilton had luck. So now the coin flip is easily... Uh... For me, towards Edelman, like Jim said, more of a comfort zone there. I know what I'm getting in PPR leagues. Give me Edelman.
1: Back to you, George. Chris Godwin, the hype man, versus T.Y. Hilton. What do you got?
3: This is right about my cutoff, man. I am a big
1: Godwin guy. I, I like
3: Godwin. I think he is going to get a lot of uh, a lot of damage this season because Tampa Bay sucks. A lot of throws coming. Give me Godwin,
2: Jim. Real quick, the Rams hey, I've been wide receiver. All day, Godwin's going to be a top ten wide receiver this year. Mark it now.
1: Alright, everyone's in on Chris Godwin Both of these guys are in on Chris Godwin I'm in on Chris Godwin He's up to my wide receiver 14 When we get back, I got a few few more names Against T.Y. Hilton It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy Right here on the Sports Grid Television Network
0: Best friends, Yep! The best friends forever. I want to own blank Jaguars on my fantasy team this season. Possibly
1: two, more like one.
0: <laughs> I want to own possibly two, more like one Jaguar on my team this season. Who are they? For net, I see the possibilities, but I'm kind of shying away. The one guy I really want to own would be D.D. Dee Dee Westbrook. You're getting him at such a discount. Right now, he's
1: wide receiver 36.
0: Watch live weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the
1: FNTSY YouTube channel.
0: The morning after. The Houston Texans are the best team in this division. But it doesn't matter. The Houston Texans are always 9-7. So it's like, yeah, I guess you're the best, but when you add it all up in the end, you're always the same. Your wide receivers will get hurt. Fuller will get hurt. Lamar Miller gets hurt now. J.J. Watt isn't getting any younger and healthier. Bill O'Brien manages to hold his team back. He's not a very good coach. He just isn't. It's been proven. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
2: Going on here. Become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. Or join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're just doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football
1: Frenzy. That was Fantasy Taz Jim Day. George Kurtz also with us. I am Frank Stanfield. I am back, baby. And we are here to break down some more of the fallout regarding Andrew Luck retiring from the NFL at the age of 29 years old. When we were going to break, we were talking about T.Y. Hilton or this guy. So I want to get that split screen back up if I can, guys. Uh, I've got a few more names that I just want to run through here. You heard them talk about Chris Godwin. Jim Day has Chris Godwin ranked as his wide receiver 10. No, I, that is not a mistake. It's, a, it's his wide receiver 10. Jim, I'll throw this one your way as well. The Rams wide receivers versus T.Y. Hilton. Where are you going?
2: Uh. I'm taking. I would take Cooks over him, uh, but he's right there with uh, both the Cup and Woods, so they're in that same area for me. So, you know, because I draft so often, I probably have a little bit of all of them. So it's hard for me to make that one distinction. But I do have Cooks, you know, as a fairly easy choice above them, just because I think he's safer.
1: Okay, so we have Cooks uh, ahead of T.Y. Hilton here, and then we have Woods and Cooper Cup. In a similar tier, in a similar range here, George Kurtz, what says you? I
3: feel like I'm playing Hollywood Squares here. I <laughs> agree <laughs> with Jim. Yeah, that's how I would go about it as well. I would have Cooks ahead here. It's They're all close, though. I would have Cup probably the, uh, the last out of this list, only because I worry about the ACL somewhat there. But Cups, to me, is still a very good wide receiver to take as well. I would have it uh, Cooks-Hilton Woods
1: Cup. Another one for you, George Kurtz. Kenny Galladay of the Detroit Lions. Kenny Galladay versus T.Y. Hilton. You're on the board right now. Who are you taking?
3: Once again, close, but I'm going Hilton here. Uh, it's in the same tier, but I have uh, Galladay towards the, towards the end of that tier. I'm not so sure I trust Stafford or, for that matter, Patricia.
1: Jim Day, same thing goes your way. Kenny Galladay, and is there anybody else going in this range? Because, you know, this fourth, fifth-round range of wide receivers is really the breakout tier this year, where you have guys like Tyler Lockett and Calvin Ridley and Mike Williams, a lot of players that people are really excited about. Kenny Galladay or T.Y. Hilton, and then is there anyone else going in this range that you would now consider ahead of Hilton?
2: Okay, well, I am taking Hilton over Galladay um, for all the things George said. Not so much that I don't trust Stafford, Hopefully he's fully healthy this year. I think we see a little bit of a comeback from him, but the offense mentality on that team is still going to be run heavy. They're going to want to run the ball first. So that really pushes me a, a little further off Galladay uh, and more into Hilton because I, I I think Indianapolis will will run, absolutely, but I don't. I think it's going to be much closer to a 50-50 mix than what you're going to get in Detroit. Uh, so I, I definitely think I'd still go there. Their, T.Y., uh, I mean, Lockett is really becoming somebody that I'm, I'm really starting to buy into a lot higher than most. And I'm slipping him past. I, at this point right now, I would take Lockett over Hilton.
1: Same thing for you, George. Is, is there anyone else that's going in this range, the Locketts, it? the Calvin Ridleys, Mike Williams, Tyler Boyd, DJ Moore? Are you taking any of those players ahead of T.Y. Hilton?
3: No, not any players you just named. They've all come closer, though. You know what I mean? They're all getting closer to the pack now. Yeah, you know, the difference may have been that far before. Now it's this close where I can make a—I wouldn't say a coin flip, but it's close to that. All the guys, you know, I like Lockett, but I hate the Seattle off philosophy. Why they want to take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands and yeah, you know, we want to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. I understand maybe you want to protect the defense, do what the Cowboys have done several other teams when you don't have a very good offense. Uh, but Russell Wilson is your best player. And why you want to take that out of his hand? They lost that playoff game against Dallas because they they just want to run into a wall, run into a wall, run into a wall. Second half, let's put it in Russell Wilson's hand, and he almost pulls the game out. I don't know why they don't do that. If they would do that. I would like lock it a lot more than I do.
1: You know, George, I will say this: I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks offense, and then we'll get back to the Colts. Is originally. When we started drafting here, you know, a month, two months ago, I mean, Jim Day starts drafting back in Christmas already, Uh, but when when I started drafting back in June and July, I was off Russell Wilson for all the reasons you just mentioned, and, you know, I was wary of Tyler Lockett and, you know, the the Seattle pass catchers, but the more I think about it, the suspensions, the players that they've lost to their defense – I don't know if they're going to be able to be as run-heavy as they have been in years past. I just don't know that their defense is going to be good enough. So, you know, I've moved Russell Wilson a little bit up the rankings. I've moved Tyler Lockett up the rankings. I have him as my wide receiver 20. You know, I'm, I'm with you, Jim. I like Tyler Lockett, and the more I think about it, this is not the Legion of Boom of years past. I know they're talking up Chris Carson and how much you know they, they, they're going to use him in the pass game. And yes, they want to run the football. And yes, they have O.C. Brian Schottenheimer there. And you know, I, I understand it, George, completely. But the more that I've been thinking about it, I'm, I'm worried about this defense. I don't know that they're going to be able to run the football as much as they have been in years past. And Jim, it sounds like you are in that same line of thinking.
2: I am. Plus, I love the fact that they're going to move Lockett to the slot this year. Yep. I think that's going to give him so much more opportunity than just working on the outside. Yeah, I I love everything about Lockett. The more I keep thinking about it, the more I keep processing. When I go through all my numbers, every time I look at it, I say, you know what, I don't think that's enough. i got to give him a little bump here or a little bump there. Every time I look at it, he's going up a little higher. Before I know it, he's going to be the number one wide receiver if I keep doing this. (laughs) Let Let me ask you guys this question.
1: Yeah, what do you got, George? Who's he throwing to? Russell Wilson.
2: Who, throwing a Tyler Lockett. That's all
1: he's got, really, right? I mean look right. at look at the pass <laughs> defense, catchers for this team. You're I mean a that's the
3: coordinator guys. Who are you stopping?
1: Yeah, I mean oh, I see I what I you're saying, but it, it's been them? it's been proven, it's been proven the past couple of seasons that when you play the slot, yes, I mean look, if you throw three players, you know, to they try and stop Tyler the outside, Lockett, then it's gonna be harder. But for wide receivers that play the slot, I mean that is just a much more fantasy viable viable and desirable spot to be on on the field. I mean, it's just a fact. A lot of opposing defenses don't move their number one corner into the slot to follow players around. So, I agree with Jim. I hear what you're saying, George, but I just think, you know, him being in the slot, the fact that there's no Doug Baldwin, the efficiency is going to come down this year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Tyler Lockett oh, just has put it. up one of Absolutely. the most efficient seasons in NFL history when it comes to a wide receiver season. But there's going to be more volume. There just is because Doug Baldwin's gone. He led the, lead, uh, led the team in targets last year. DK Metcalf is hurt. Uh, David Moore is hurt for this team now. They're talking up Jerron Brown, but it's, you know, really, who else do they have? I think well, that there's going to be a to be, lot of targets going Tyler Lockett's way this year.
2: To be fair, they were talking up Jerron Brown early in the preseason yeah. too, so it's not only recently. You know, early in the preseason they were saying that, you know, talking him up as well uh you know dk metcalf is expected to be back not so much with david moore which sucks because he was a a a favorite late round sleeper of mine that i was grabbing in a bunch of early drafts uh but look metcalf has shown enough that he'll be a, a decent guy you know has some big games here and there and he'll be inconsistent as most rookie wide receivers, but he'll still be on the field and taking attention. And George, I'll ask you this. If you were defending Seattle last year against the, the pass, who else were you covering butt it? It's not like they had a lot of options on the field last year. They had more than they have this year. You had Baldwin last year. You
3: have nothing. You have nothing this year. You're hoping. They're praying Metcalf can do something when healthy. Because if not, they don't have a tight end. They don't have a number two wide receiver. They don't have a number three wide receiver going right now. I mean, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I almost i probably sell to make sure the run doesn't go anywhere first. You know, because that, that's what they want to do. I think they'll, teams will shut down the run, they'll have no choice, but the pass I do, and then it's stop the locket, force Russell Wilson to do anything else but throw the ball to lock locket. I don't care if you have to put three guys on him. I want to make Metcalf and more when he's healthy, Brown, Disley, anybody beat me. I, I'm a big believer in not letting the big guy beat me. And Belichick has proven this over and over again. Take away the opposing team's best weapon, force them to do something they don't want to do.
2: And this yeah, is fellowship. why. Yeah, how how many <laughs> other coaches have had success trying to do that?
3: A lot of coaches won't do it. They're afraid to mess around with their defense. They're afraid. Listen, and I get it. You know, as far as some teams, your number one cornerback. You know, uh, we always wonder why does the number one quarterback follow the top wide receiver across the other side of the field? Well, sometimes the number one cornerback can't play the left side, can't play the right side, whatever it might be, and maybe or maybe the number two cornerback. Quarter, can't play the other side, just screws things up completely. Maybe they don't want to play in the slot, whatever it is. But in my mind, you want to have a successful team. There's a reason. It's one of the reasons, not the only reason, why Belichick is so successful. He gets guys who can play everywhere. Doesn't care. You have to be able to move. You have to take away. Make the other team uncomfortable. Make them uncomfortable. Make them want to throw to, uh, you know, Disley. Make them want to throw to Brown or anybody else. Why? I mean, Lockett's still going to get his. Don't get me wrong. Even if teams did this, Lockett would still get his. I'm just saying pump the enthusiasm down. I don't have him anywhere near a wide receiver. When he's a mid-range wide receiver,
2: too. Screw that pump the enthusiasm (laughs) down. I say, turn it up. Turn up that enthusiasm, guys. This is fantasy football time. We got to turn it up. Lockett is going to be there, folks. Grab him. Don't listen to what George says.
1: Jim Day versus George Kurtz on a Monday. Fired up here on the fantasy football frenzy. I love it here. It sounds like we're all in a similar range here on T.Y. Hilton. You can still get him in that back end of the third round, early fourth round range. Even if he falls later on, it sounds like that's where we feel comfortable taking him overall. Guys, I'll just throw this your way real quick before the break. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, when it comes to super flex leagues... I, I still wouldn't feel safe with him as my QB2, but I feel a lot better about him as my QB3 now. I have him as my QB24 overall. Jim, what about you?
2: Uh, I, I'm a little hesitant to move him up too much. I, I mean, I did have him on my rankings before, but I'm pretty sure it was like, oh, uh, I don't know, 37. Um, so I'm probably probably going to put him in that you know maybe 27, 28 range for now. Just it, Just a lot of unknowns at this point.
1: Same thing for you, George. What do you fe- How do you feel about Jacoby Brissett? If you ended up with him as your super flex quarterback, is that the worst thing?
3: It's not the worst thing. It's not the best thing either. He is in that really at 24 to 28 range. I like him much more as a uh, quarterback three. Quarterback two, I, I just hope you have a really strong quarterback one in a super flex.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that as well. All right, that's Fantasy task Jim Day. George Kurtz, I am Frank Stanfield here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy on the Sports Grid TV Network. We'll be back right after this.
4: Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400.
2: couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
4: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to Andro400.com or call 888- 400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com. Money Now
6: 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of moneynow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to moneynow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to moneynow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to moneynow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar moneynow100.com. That's moneynow100.com.
0: Weekend wagers. It's 10 or 12 team league. I'm not sure right now. As He's letting uh, the fantasy Taz. If you and Jim go in there, my chances get a little bit slimmer there. I don't think Jim can say no to a draft. I really Jim's don't the I he's, he's, the the he's
3: the best. He does what, 150? I mean, when I say 150, I'm not joking. That's about how many leagues is it? His wife must be very understanding. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mrs. Taz. He just got, Okay, honey, I'll see you next year. Okay, baby. Yeah, see you after the Super Bowl. Click. Saturday and Sunday, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Evan TSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
1: Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Frank Stanfield filling in for the closer. Chris Ventra for the next three days. It's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Also joined by the Fantasy Taz Gym Day and George Kurtz, and I also want to welcome everybody watching on Zumo Channel 719. We are the Sports Grid TV network. We will help you win your wagers as well as your fantasy football leagues. It's exactly what we're talking about right now getting you prepped for your fantasy football drafts. We've basically been talking about Andrew Luck retiring. The entire first half of the show so far, how it's affecting T.Y. Hilton uh, and Jacoby Brissett's value now in Super Flex Leagues. And now I want to move over to Marlon Mack, who was being drafted in a similar range, maybe a little bit later than T.Y. Hilton before all of this went down with Andrew Luck. But, you know, in that mid third round, that late third round range, you know, Marlon Mack was someone who was being drafted around guys like Carry On Johnson and Aaron Jones and Devontae Freeman. So now, guys, I'll throw this your way. I've lowered him down to my RB 23 in the rankings. I will say this, look, it's still an elite offensive line, a top five offensive line in the NFL for the Indianapolis Colts, but something that I've seen pointed out by many other analysts as well, and something that I've noticed, last season, Marlon Mack put together a ton of his fantasy production when the Colts were winning and leading in games. I'm not saying that they won't win some, you know, they're still going to win some games, they'll probably be... In that seven to nine win range this year, but are they going to be winning by as much as they were in years past? Are they going to have the same game flow as they had last year? Now with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback. So George, I'll throw this your way first. Ooh, ooh, D- ooh, similar ooh, to T. Y. Hilton. I'll let Jim talk. Uh-oh. He can't hold. It. <laughs> Jim. On. Jim can't hold himself. He can't <laughs> hold it together right now. All right, no, so George,
2: you go. I'll I'll try to. Jim, you got to wait your turn. Dim, you got to wait your turn. Go.
1: <laughs> we'll have George Kurtz go first here. Uh, I think similar to T.Y. Hilton, undoubtedly you have to lower Marlon Mack. The question is, how much are you lowering him, George Kurtz?
3: Yeah, of course you have to lower him a little bit. I don't think he gets lowered major. But then again, I wasn't all that high on him to begin with. I had him at 19 before this, and now I've lowered him to 22. You know, uh, that's it. Yeah, he's right there with the guys now with James White, you know Sony Michelle, uh, David Montgomery. Although I think Montgomery, I'm going to end up pushing above him as well. Uh, I have him ahead of guys like Kenyon Drake, uh, Cohen, uh, Darius Guy still, and Duke Johnson, who we haven't we haven't gotten to that yet. He's going to be on the borderline there as well. I was never uh, a huge Mac guy as it is. I don't. I haven't drafted him in any league even before the luck situation, with the exception of uh, the Dynasty League. I am in. I have him in that league. Uh, but so I'm I'm wary of him anyway. I'm very aware of the stats where all of his nubs came when they were ahead and they're unlikely to be ahead by at least not very often by, you know, 10, 14 points. That's probably not going to happen. They're going to play co- closer games this year, but they also may run the ball more this year. So there's a there's a yin yang there. I like him low end running back, too.
1: So Jim Day, I'll throw this your way. You were oo and an on. You wanted to jump in here regarding Marlon Mack. You know, were you excited about Marlon Mack before everything that happened with Andrew Luck? And how much are you lowering him now that Brissett is his starting quarterback?
2: Okay, so let's start from the beginning and you talking about the percentage of what he did when they were ahead by 14 points. I had mentioned this on Friday's uh episode as well. And, you know, a couple of good comments and the chat room is, yeah, a lot of his points came when they were winning by 14 or more. I get that. But you also have to remember that they weren't using him in the passing game last year. They were going right to Naheem Hines. This year, the the word is that they want to get him much more involved in the passing game. And we know he can catch. He's done it before. So if that does come into fruition and we're seeing him more involved in the passing game, then it's not going to matter whether they're behind or ahead. He's still going to get his work. So uh, I'm not on that point, I'm not really worried about it as much as I was when I first saw the stat because when you first see it, it's like, wow, that's that's just ridiculous. Every other game, he only averaged nine points. Well, he wasn't being used in the running in the passing game, and that makes sense. Look, we know that any running back not used in the passing game has a lot less value in this league, especially in fantasy leagues. Um, so anybody involved in the passing game moves up, and if they get him involved, this is a guy that with Brissett last year, even with I mean, in 2017, and I know George doesn't like to go back way that far, um, but this was a year, you know, they still had Frank Gore. Gore caught 29 passes. Max still caught 21 as the backup in that season. So I'm looking for him to get up to that 35, maybe even close to 40 or 45 receptions this year. He does that. His floor instantly goes up. And because he's still behind that offensive line and now playing with a Frank Reich offense, I think he has a chance to really do well. Take advantage of this ADP drop and jump in on him. That's what a savvy fantasy owner does. Don't go with the lemmings. Be the guy that steps in front of that and says, okay, you guys can all take what you want. I'm going to go after the guy I want. And I think Mac is a really good buy right now at his current ADP.
1: And I thought it was a really good point that you made that he can catch the football. He just wasn't used in that capacity. Last year, it's a lot like Leonard Fournette in his career, right? Coming out of LSU, everyone said, oh, well, can he catch the the football? He just wasn't used that way. So I think it's similar to Marlon Mack. If you look at his three-year career at South Florida, he had 65 receptions in a three-year career there, and we saw as a rookie that he can catch the ball as well. So I'll just throw this your, your guys' way one more time, and we'll... we'll basically put a bow on everything regarding the Indianapolis Colts. Jim Day, where do you feel comfortable taking Marlon Mack now? You mentioned that you want to take advantage of this ADP drop. Where is that? Because me personally, I have moved him just behind Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Mark Ingram. Is that an overreaction?
2: Uh, No, that's that's still a good range for him. I I agree with that, although I have Montgomery a lot higher than most people do. Uh, So I agree with that, and I'm definitely moving Chris Carson up because he's just having a stellar offseason and clearly making they're the to throw the ball to Stop whining like a little girl. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think right now, again, it's the same thing that happened with T.Y. You know, uh, up until all this news hit, Mac was going in the third round. Now he's falling into the fifth round. And I have no problem taking him at the end of the fourth, beginning of the fifth. I think he makes it excellent running back two and that's if, even if you go wide receiver heavy the first couple of rounds, you can get him as a, a running back, too. Get Montgomery in the third, get Mack in the fourth, and I'm telling you, you'll have a nice setup.
1: Yeah, something you just mentioned there, too, Jim, is that if you start zero RB, if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, or you take one of the elite tight ends, if you could get Marlon Mack, the discounted Marlon Mack, in that fourth or fifth round range, I think that that's a pretty good route to go down. Same question for you, George. Where do you feel comfortable now, Taking Marlon Mack, uh, it sounds like we're all kind of still in the similar range, you know, in the, in the the early 20 running back range. So in the fourth round, is that all right for you? Late third, early fourth round range?
3: Yeah, it all depends on how fast running backs are going off the board. You know, that's the way I, I go out there. I do have a 22. Already said that right now. 22. I imagine by the time my next draft comes, which is Wednesday, He'll probably go down to 23, 24, because I don't have Montgomery high. I'm looking at it now. I should have Montgomery a couple of slots higher. I do have him ahead of Ingram, yes. one of the running backs you mentioned. I don't trust Ingram at all. Uh, just too many cooks in the kitchen there. And Lamar Jackson's going to steal uh, touches and touchdowns there as well. So I'm not, I'm not on Ingram. I won't have an Ingram in any league. He's just going too early for me. But uh, I'm not afraid to take Mac. I think he'll be fine. You know, I wasn't, but I wasn't expecting big things out of him anyway. But the most important thing is any starting running back with a pulse always has value.
1: Absolutely, and especially playing behind that offensive line. Once again, I just can't reiterate that enough. He still does have a top offensive line in the league. That is Marlon Mack of the Indianapolis Colts. So, so I mean, I feel like we've all kind of been on a similar page that, you know, it, look, if T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack are falling take advantage in that fourth round, especially if they fall into the fifth round range. Seems like a good spot. Guys, anything else regarding the Colts here? Uh, I'll start with you, Jim, real quick. I mean, regarding Ebron, Jack Doyle, I mean, personally, I have lowered Devin Funches and pa- Paris Campbell a little bit in my rankings. I wasn't really on Ebron uh, anymore either just because, you know, there are a lot of targets now in this Indianapolis offense. Uh, what are you doing with the rest of the pass catchers here for the Colts?
2: Well, look, yeah, the rest of the pass catchers, you know, really are hard to gauge at this point until we see this offense in real action. It really is. Um, you know, everybody, all offseason, everybody's waiting for Deion Cain to come back from the injury, come back, had a decent preseason game this week. But how can you even count him at this point with, with reset? We need to see that in action. Um, you know, I, I agree with, on Funchess. is definitely going to be a little hard to gauge. Paris Campbell falls way back for me at this point. Plus, he's been injured, missing some time. I hate when rookies miss time in preseason. It's just bad. Uh, the guy I really like is Doyle, and the reason I like him is again I don't want to beat up on George two years ago being that freaking long ago. Um, Jack he Doyle Brown was the guy bad. who actually led his team in targets and receptions. Um, he had 105 targets. He had 80 receptions, 690 yards, and four touchdowns under Brissett. So I really like Doyle in the, in this matchup. These two obviously had a chemistry then. I'm hoping they rekindle it, but the good thing is you don't have to spend a lot of money to get Doyle. He's still in double-digit range of ADP, and to me, that's just ludicrous.
1: George, real quick, anything you want to add to the Colts pass catchers outside of uh, T.Y. Hilton? Uh, Not
3: much. I mean, Funchess wasn't being drafted anyway, and he's really a wide receiver playing, uh, a tight end playing wide receiver. Uh, That was going to be an interesting mix there. Uh, Listen, I like Doyle. I like him a lot, but Ebron wasn't there two years ago, so that comparison is useless to me. Uh, I don't see how, why we would even bother making it. It's a uh, lies, damn lies, statistics. Ebron's going to get his share. You know they, they may split it. I don't want either one of them. I'll pass on the uh, Colts pass catchers. Listen, those are fantasy leagues. Jim and I talked about this yesterday. You should be if you're a deep at quarterback, look at who has luck in your league. You know they may be getting screwed. I uh, I made a trade. I did make that trade yesterday, Jim, because uh, in a deep league, guy in the guy had luck had no other quarterbacks. This is a, it's only a one quarterback league, but it's a deep league, sixteen teams, forty man rosters, no other quarterbacks there. And I happen to have three, Garoppolo, uh, Foles, and Carr. And I ended up uh, trading uh, Garoppolo for Tyler Boyd, Tariq Cohen, Landon Collins, and Wesley Woodyard. Uh, two Ooh, I uh, two defensive that. players. That's Good my. I couldn't, I couldn't believe he was all for that. He wanted Garoppolo that much. I would have done Cohen for Foles straight up, but he didn't want Foles. He wanted Garoppolo. He wanted Gucci. So I got those four players. You can rip somebody off now. You truly can. You can rip somebody off if they're stuck at quarterback.
1: Was that person you traded with Chris Venture? He loves no, it was Gucci. It was, that's why I called him. There's
3: only one reason I said Gucci. That's what Chris Venture is in my head now. Gucci. It is a name we all know, though. It's our, our former program director over at Sirius XM.
1: <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I want to touch on this real quick. We could talk about it more tomorrow in depth, but it is worth mentioning, obviously, here before we wrap up the show. Lamar Miller tore his ACL over the weekend, and it looks like Duke Johnson is going to be thrust into maybe not a featured role, but he's obviously going to see more work. Uh, we'll see, you know, if someone shakes loose uh, after they cut players later on in training camp, you know, another running back's going to latch on here. Maybe the Texans trade for someone. Uh, but as of now, George Kurtz, I'll throw it back your, your way real quick. Uh, how far did you move Duke Johnson up? Where do you feel safe taking him? As of right now, it seems like he's the starter for the Houston Texans.
3: Yeah, unless they trade for Melvin Gordon, I don't see where Duke's going to get hurt here. Uh, no matter who, if they bring in a Jai or, you know, Jim mentioned Darkway yesterday, these are all got, names they can bring in. They can make a trade with the Jets or the Eagles for one of their backup running backs, but nothing's going to really affect Duke, Duke except if it was Gordon. And I've heard nothing about that, by the way. I'm just, just bringing a name up here. I like Duke a lot. I was moving him up anyway. Now he's just out of a running back two slot for me. He's top flex play, 26. And I think I'm going to keep liking him more and more as we go on.
1: Yeah, I moved him up to my RB27. So we're basically in lockstep there, George, as a flex running back. Don't forget, Duke Johnson finishes RB11 in PPR leagues back in 2017. Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, how far are you moving Duke Johnson up your board?
2: I have him at number 21 right now. Woo! and Here's the reason why. Um... I, I'm not sure at this point, after I'm thinking about it more, I'm not sure they're really going to bring somebody in unless they can get someone ultra-cheap that is actually pretty decent because I think they like the Marriott Crockett enough to give them that thumper they need. And, you know, we all take it for granted that Duke Johnson is just a receiving back. You know what? This is a guy in high school, in college, who was who was in every down back, bell cow down bell cow back who can do it all he's a good runner as well and we just don't give him enough credit for that i think there's every good chance he could absolutely be the three down back that houston is looking for for this year and i'm moving him way up because he does give you so much upside on the reception side
1: to piggy to piggyback off that real quick duke johnson at five nine, two hundred and ten 210 pounds has averaged 4.3 yards per carry in his nfl career on nearly 300 carries so Looks like a really, really good spot for Duke Johnson this year in the Houston Texans offense. For Fantasy Taz, Jim Day, for George Kurtz, I am Frank Stamfel. Coming up next, it's the Fantasy BFFs right here on the Sports Grid TV Network. Thanks for watching, everybody.
4: I had great results. I lost seventy pounds. I weighed two sixty five and went down to one ninety five. My doctor told me, if it works for you,
0: then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro four hundred every day. I'm going to take it forever.
4: That was Walt talking about Andro four hundred. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
6: When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am seventy six and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is
4: andro400.com.
0: I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football
2: Frenzy. I didn't want it to end. (laughs) You know, the news broke right while they were on the field live with everybody in the stadium at a home stadium. Um, so, you know, it, it definitely, there were a lot of people conjecturing that the team let it slip. Somebody was mad at him and let it, I can't see that happening. There's no way they wanted their fans in stadium to know this right then and there. Uh, this probably came through the league office and George and I talked about this yesterday on weekend fantasy update. I, I think, you know, more than likely, Schefter got it from somebody in the league office, and that's how it got out. But there's no way the team wanted that news to break while they were playing in their stadium with their fans there. And as we saw at the end of the game, they booed Luck off the field, uh, which, hey, you know, stupid people, you can't be doing that. This is a guy that was on his way to you know, a, a Hall of Fame career easily. And look, he's broken down. He's hurt. His body's beaten up, and he's just gone through enough. And he said it all for me. He said, I'm just not having fun anymore. And that's all you got to say. Look, it—it's it, obvious he's made enough money to live comfortably, you know, for a while now. So, you know, I'm sure he, he's got plenty of other things he could do. He's a very smart individual. So, I, I, you know, good good luck to him going forward. He gave us a lot of great years. This late in the preseason, no, definitely was a bomb being dropped.
1: Yeah, especially for the Indianapolis Colts and the rest of the NFL, specifically the AFC South. I mean, I would say that, you know, this division is now the Houston Texans to lose. Uh, but, you know, I know there are a lot of people who like the Jacksonville Jaguars this year as well. And I still think the Indianapolis Colts can be good. But obviously, when you lose a player of Andrew Luck's caliber, especially at the quarterback position, like, yes, Jacoby Brissett has worked under some of the best quarterbacks and best coaches while he's been in the NFL. But again, to be able to replicate the talent level of one like Andrew Luck, it's it's going to be hard for the Indianapolis Colts to do. Let me
2: stop you. What do you got? Does he have to replicate that to be a good player in this league? No, no, no. no, no. He could be a good player. Hall of Fame career. I mean. Look, Brissett, when he played in 2017, wasn't terrible, especially considering, you know, he was brought on late into the process and thrown right into the mix when he wasn't expecting to be the starter. So he was okay. Plus, the offensive line that year was terrible. Um, He was getting chased to death all around. I am really interested. I mean, we're all dropping all the Colts down our our ADP and depth charts and all of that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you got Brissett now with a good offensive line, a new head coach in Frank Wright that, You know, if anybody's going to turn this kid around, it could very well be him. Scouts love this kid. So there's definitely a lot to like here. So I'm wondering, are we all just bailing too quickly on these Colts players? Um, There's a very good chance that I'm going to take advantage of the fact that they're falling and start grabbing these guys, you know, where they're just before where they're falling to now, just because I still think they represent good value.